You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast series is entitled Plugging the Hole in My Soul and is part two of three. Now, we're going to look at some more discouraging scriptures here, but we're going to end with positive scriptures. Verses 8 through 11, Solomon deals with all of the depressions that he went through. In verse 1, look at at verse 1 in chapter 1. He says, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. He's simply introducing himself as the preacher and the son of David. Then he comes to verse 2. And he says, everything seems so vain and so pointless. He says, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Five times the word vanity is used. Thirty-seven times the word vanity is used throughout Ecclesiastes. He's simply saying, it seems so meaningless. Here I sit, I got all this wisdom and and I got all this, uh, everybody knows me from all around. I got all this knowledge and they come to me for advice. And yet this same man sat here and he says, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. All is so meaningless. It gets deeper here. Verse number three. He says, what profit has a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? The question almost demands a negative answer. He says, I can't take anything with me. Everything I do here on earth under the sun, I can't take a thing with me. When I die, it's all going to be left behind. Then we get to verse number four. He says, one generation passes away and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Now he's comparing his life with the earth. It seems like, and I think, you know, we we can see what he's saying here. He says, I feel like I've just been here to fill in the gap. Now my dad was David. I am Solomon. His generation has passed. I'm filling in the gap. And then it's going to be my son. And he'll fill in the gap. I'll just be here for a very short time. To continue to fill in this generation. Then we go to verse number 5 and 6. The sun. He said what he's saying here is. The sun and the wind are in constant motion but they never accomplish any purpose. The sun also arises, and the sun goes down, and hastes to his place where he arose. The wind goes towards the south, and turneth about unto the north. 
It whirls about continually, and the wind returns again according to his circuits. What he's saying now is, it just, it never, the wind never really has a goal. It's been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years. It just goes whirling around, it goes to the north, it comes back to the south. There's really no goal at all in the wind. Now, if, if you're anything like me, you like to have somewhat of a goal. You, you, you kind of like to know what's going to happen tomorrow. This week we're preparing to, to take off and uh, for Missouri. We have four churches lined up for uh, Sunday through Sunday. And uh, this week I was sitting down, I made all my phone calls, make sure everything was in place. The preachers knew that I was coming. They had put it on their calendars and we mapped out the road. How long would it take us to get there? A couple people opened their homes. We had to get a couple motel rooms. But I wanted to know exactly what was gonna happen. I didn't wanna come out there and find out that that there was no place to sleep and no place to eat and the preachers forgot about me. I like to have a goal and I like to reach my goals. But here's Solomon was simply saying, it seems so futile. The wind just goes every which way and it doesn't make sense to me. And then number uh, verse seven, here he says, the rivers go round and round, but the sea never fills up. All the rivers, in verse 7, it says, All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from when the rivers come, thither they return again. Thus all the activity seems so monotonous. You ever thought about that? He says, I stand back and I watch the rivers and, and they continue to pour into the sea. The sea never gets full. And yet the, it continues to go through the motions. All so monotonous. No man seems satisfied regardless of what he has seen or heard. Look at verse number 8. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the eye filled with hearing. And remember, again, let me remind you, this is the wisest man that God, as far as we know, the wisest man that ever lived. Verse number 9 and 10. He's saying history merely repeats itself. Absolutely nothing ever happens new under the sun. And partially he's very right on that. Verse number nine. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. There is, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It has already, it has been already of old time which was before us. In other words, what he's saying is, things that happened a hundred years ago are happening today. The only thing different is, it was a different generation. It's a new generation today just doing the same old thing that the old generation done. You know, as a child, you, you learn to, to walk, then you learn to eat, and you, you, you get an education, along the way you get a job, but that's nothing new. It's just new for the person. It's the same thing that happened was a generation before. And as Solomon looked at that, he thought it seemed so meaningless. Just going through this world, filling in the gap, doing what has already been done. Nothing seems new under the sun. 
Then we get to verse 18. Let's, let's read that verse again. He says, For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. Uh, not that I want you to be discouraged about asking God for wisdom and knowledge. But let's also remember, God, if you give it to us, let me pray in advance. Don't give me so much that I see so clearly that I get depressed the way Solomon did. Now, go with me to chapter 2. <clears throat> the first thing I want you to do, I don't know if you can see the whole chapter 2 in front of you or not, but look at the eyes. Just looking, looking at the chapter, you guys see all the eyes? It's just loaded with eyes. The whole chapter. I, 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 I. I counted those eyes right before I came tonight. 36 times. He says, I. Now, I, I remember here some years ago, somebody gave me a clipping that said 20 ways to be depressed. One of the ways to be depressed was use I as often as possible. And I see Solomon here using I as often as possible. Look what he says in verse 3. He says, I sought in mine heart to give also unto, I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine. He was trying to plug that hole in his soul. And he thought that if he drunk wine and got drunk, it would plug that soul, that the hole in his soul. Verse 4. I make me great works, I build up me houses, I planted me vineyards. He thought if I had all of these building projects going on, he said, I thought it would plug the hole in my soul. Verse 5 and 6, he made beautiful gardens and parks. I made me gardens and orchards and I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water wherewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. Verse 7, he says, Personal luxury and herds of cattle, he thought it would pluck the hole in his soul. I got me servants and maintenance and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possession of, of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. Verse number 8, he had massive wells and music. He says, I gathered me also of silver and gold and a peculiar treasure of kings and of the providences. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. He was trying to pluck the void in his life, but he was going about the wrong way. Now, we never do that, do we? What, what do you, I want to stop here for a second, and I want you to be very honest with yourself tonight. First of all, do you have trouble being depressed? Or do you find yourself way too much like Solomon? Thinking like Solomon. Maybe it's because you're trying to plug that hole with worldly things. 
I tell you what, in today's, in today's age, worldly things have taken over. They, they got things for the ladies out there. They got things for the men out there. And, they, and it's, it's just like the carrot before your, your face. You can't, you just can't get it. Every time you think you got it, you, you know, you, you, you got that new computer. Boy, that's going to make you feel great for the next 10 years. But within six months, you find out that you've been put in the dust. They've come out with a much better computer, faster one. Man, they've, I've seen that happening for about five years now. Why didn't they jump from there all the way five years ahead? Because they want to keep selling computers. They know exactly what they're doing. That's just one illustration. If we, if we talked about clothes tonight, somebody said here a while back, he said, he said, I feel like, or this was a lady that said this, it was a she. She said, I feel like when I go to church, I'm, I'm walking into a fashion club. That's pretty sad. Honestly, think about that. Now, if we set our eyes on the fashions of this world, they, ain't here more, they aren't here for more than six months, maybe a little bit longer, before they go out and the next big fashion comes in. And right away the goodwill gets all of the good clothes and we go spending our money somewhere else while lost souls are going to hell every hour. Trying to plug the hole in our soul. There's nothing wrong with, with things. But I tell you what, as Americans, we have, we have come, we've gone too far. Man, I remember when I was 15 years ago, when I was Amish, I was a whole lot more content than I am today. I may not have been saved, but I tell you one thing, I was content. It was all right with me to, to drive the same buggy that dad and mom drove, and, and I was okay with that. I didn't have to have the latest gadgets. I didn't even know about those gadgets. Boy, today, I'm caught up in those than I am today. I may not have been saved, but I tell you one thing, I was content. It was all right with me to, to drive the same buggy that dad and mom drove, and, and I was okay with that. I didn't have gadgets. I didn't even know about those. It was all right with me to, to drive the same buggy that dad and mom drove, and, and I was okay with that. I didn't have to have the latest gadgets. Know about those gadgets. Boy, today, I'm caught up in those and to pluck my soul too often. And all they do is make me feel void. Uh, just this week, just this week, and I, I want to go on here, but this week, Friday, I was in my office, and, uh, and uh, one of the, the ladies came running back there. She said, the pastor isn't here, and there's a man named Troy up in pastor's office right now, and he's just bawling his eyes out, and somebody needs to go up and talk to him. A joke, and you go up and talk to him. 
And I said, sure. And I, I went up there not knowing what I was going to get into. And here's a man twice as big as I am, muscular. He's sitting there fighting on his teeth, just sitting on the couch, tears just rolling down his face. And I thought, boy, this must be, this must, something really bad must have happened. I even got to, th I even thought maybe somebody in the family died. And I said, uh, Troy, what happened? What's going on in your life? And he said, well, he said, my wife kicked me out Sunday night and she wants a divorce. And he said, I can't take it. I can't take it. And I said, well, what brought all of this on? Why, why does she want to divorce you? And he said, well, he said, it's a long story, but he said, he said, I've, been, I've not been walking with God. He said, I've not been in church in six months. I've not been reading my Bible. I've not have, I don't have prayer with my family anymore. And I said, why not? And he said, because of all these things that have gotten in the way. I said, you see what you got now? You see what you got? You see what those things did? They didn't do it, nothing but break your heart. You got to go back where you left off six months ago. Get right with God because that's where true joy and true happiness comes from. That's the only place you can get it. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.